Welcome to the History AI Podcast, where the past comes alive with facts, anecdotes, and a dash of humor. Here are your hosts, Chuck and Marco. Welcome to the History AI Podcast. I'm Chuck. And I'm Marco. Today, we're diving deep into one of the pivotal battles of the late Roman Empire, the Battle of Chalons. That's right, Marco. It's a tale of empires, heroes, and a clash that shaped Europe's destiny. Let's paint the picture of the world before the Battle of Chalons. The Roman Empire, once the beacon of the ancient world, had split into two entities by the early 5th century, the Western Roman Empire and the Eastern Roman Empire, also known as Byzantium. The Western Roman Empire, our focus, was a shadow of its former glory. Political instability, economic decline, and frequent leadership changes plagued it. Rome had lost its grip on many of its territories, which were now under the control of various Germanic tribes. These tribes, including the Visigoths, Vandals, and Franks, had settled within the borders of the Roman Empire, often as foderati, or allied mercenaries. This fragile coexistence was constantly under strain due to political and resource tensions. And let's not forget the Eastern Roman Empire, more stable but equally concerned about the rising threat from the East. Ah yes, the Huns. Under their formidable leader Attila, they had emerged as a dominant power in Eastern and Central Europe. They were known for their ferocity in battle and their seemingly unstoppable conquests. Attila, often called the Scourge of God, led his warriors in a series of brutal campaigns across Europe. They had already extracted huge tributes from the Eastern Roman Empire and were now turning their attention westward. This looming threat of the Huns forced unlikely alliances. The Western Roman Empire, under the leadership of General Flavius Aetius, was compelled to seek allies among the very Germanic tribes that had previously been their adversaries. This was the world stage in 451 AD, a time of shifting alliances, impending invasions, and an empire at the brink of collapse. The stage was set for one of history's greatest battles, the Battle of Chalons. The Battle of Chalons was not just a conflict of armies, but a clash of civilizations and ideologies. Let's delve into the key players and their motivations. First up, Attila's Huns. Attila had forged a vast empire stretching from the Ural River to the Rhine, and from the Danube to the Baltic Sea. His forces weren't just Huns, they included a multitude of other groups, such as the Ostrogoths, Jepids, and various other Germanic and non-Germanic tribes. The Huns were renowned for their horsemanship and their use of composite bows. They were a mobile force, capable of striking swiftly and retreating just as quickly. Attila himself was not just a warlord but a shrewd leader, adept at manipulating the political landscape of Europe. On the other side, we have the Roman-led coalition. General Flavius Aetius, the mastermind behind this alliance, was known as the last of the Romans, for his military acumen and diplomatic skills. He managed to unite a coalition of forces that would have been unthinkable in earlier centuries. This coalition included Roman legions, which, while not as formidable as in the empire's golden age, were still a disciplined and experienced force. Aetius also brought in a mix of Germanic tribes, including the Visigoths, led by King Theodoric, who were seeking to establish their own kingdom and saw the Huns as a direct threat to their aspirations. There were also the Alans, a group of nomadic warriors, and other smaller Germanic and Gallic groups, each with their own unique fighting styles and motivations, but united under the common goal of stopping Attila's advance. This unprecedented alliance was a testament to the urgency of the threat posed by Attila. 
It was a melting pot of cultures, strategies, and tactics, all coming together in a desperate bid to preserve their way of life against a common enemy. So, we have the Huns, a formidable force bent on expansion, against a diverse coalition fighting for survival. The stage was set for a monumental showdown at Chalons. In examining the leadership and troops involved in the Battle of Chalons, we see a remarkable contrast in styles, strategies, and backgrounds. Let's start with the Roman side. General Flavius Aetius, the man in command, was not just a military leader but a master diplomat. He had spent time as a hostage among the Huns in his youth, giving him valuable insight into their tactics and mindset. Aetius's army was a blend of Roman legions and various Germanic mercenaries. The Roman legions, though not as dominant as in the empire's heyday, were still a force to be reckoned with, trained in the art of Roman warfare, which emphasized discipline, organization, and strategic formations like the Testudo, or Tortoise Formation. The Germanic tribes, including the Visigoths, Franks, and Burgundians, brought their own unique fighting styles. The Visigoths, in particular, were known for their fierce warriors and heavy cavalry. They were fighting not just as mercenaries but to carve out a future for their people in the collapsing Roman world. Now, let's look at Attila's side. Attila himself was more than a fearsome warrior. He was a strategic genius and a charismatic leader who managed to unite a diverse array of tribes under his banner. The core of Attila's army was the Huns, nomadic warriors who excelled in horseback archery. Their main strength lay in their mobility and the ability to launch arrows with deadly precision while riding at full speed. Alongside the Huns were allied tribes like the Ostrogoths and Jepids. These groups brought their own warriors to the fight, adding to the diversity and complexity of Attila's army. Both sides had their strengths and weaknesses. Aetius's forces were a coalition of necessity, united against a common threat but diverse in their backgrounds and motivations. Attila's army on the other hand, was an amalgamation of various tribes, bound together by the sheer force of his personality and the promise of plunder. This mix of troops and leadership styles set the stage for a truly epic confrontation, one that would be remembered for centuries as a pivotal moment in the history of Europe. Let's break down the events of the Battle of Chalons. This battle, which occurred in late June or early July 451 AD, unfolded in several key stages. As Attila moved into Gaul, Aetius mobilized his forces, gathering his allies. The Visigoths, led by King Theodoric, joined him, realizing the threat Attila posed to their aspirations in the region. Before the main battle, there were several skirmishes as both sides jockeyed for position. Attila aimed to exploit his army's mobility, while Aetius sought to protect key Roman settlements and secure advantageous terrain. The actual battle began with both sides lining up in traditional formations. Attila positioned his troops with the Huns in the center and his allies on the flanks. Aetius placed the Roman legions in the center, flanked by his Germanic allies, with the Visigoths holding a key position. A critical moment came when Theodoric led a fierce charge against the Hunnic lines. This bold move initially caused confusion among the Huns but also led to Theodoric's death, either by a fall from his horse or an enemy spear. Theodoric's son, Thorismund, quickly assumed command of the Visigothic forces, showing remarkable leadership and rallying his troops to renew their assault. Attila, recognizing the threat, led a countercharge. The battle turned into a chaotic melee, with heavy casualties on both sides. The Huns demonstrated their ferocity, but the disciplined Roman and Germanic forces held their ground. As nightfall approached, it seemed the battle was leaning in favor of the Roman-led coalition. 
Attila's forces, while fearsome, were unable to break the coalition's lines. Realizing the tide had turned, Attila retreated to his camp, forming a defensive wagon fort to guard against a potential night attack. The next day, Attila prepared for a last stand, but Aetius, wary of the cost of a frontal assault, decided against attacking. Instead, he consolidated his victory, ensuring the safety of Roman territories and allowing Attila to withdraw. This breakdown shows the complexity and ferocity of the Battle of Shaolans. It wasn't just a single day's event, but a series of strategic maneuvers, bold attacks, and crucial leadership decisions. Indeed, Chuck. It was a battle that showcased the best and worst of warfare in the late antiquity period. The Battle of Shaolans is not just a story of armies, but of individual heroism and tactical brilliance. Let's explore some of these incredible stories and the tactics employed. One of the most poignant tales is that of King Theodoric of the Visigoths. He displayed extraordinary courage, leading his troops in a critical charge against the Huns. His death, though a significant blow, became a rallying point for the Visigoths, inspiring them to fight with renewed fervor. Following Theodoric's fall, his son Thorismund quickly stepped up. His leadership in the immediate aftermath was crucial. He not only managed to maintain the cohesion of the Visigoth forces but also inspired them to press their attack, playing a key role in blunting the Hunnic offensive. Attila, known for his cunning, used his light cavalry effectively, implementing hit-and-run tactics to disrupt the Roman and Visigothic formations. His strategy was to exploit his army's mobility and archery skills to whittle down the enemy before engaging in direct combat. General Aetius demonstrated remarkable strategic insight. He managed to keep a diverse coalition together, balancing the different fighting styles and motivations of his allies. Aetius avoided direct confrontation with the Huns when possible, instead focusing on protecting key locations and using his better-disciplined Roman and Germanic troops to hold the line. Both sides used a combination of infantry, cavalry, and archers, but in different ways. The Huns relied heavily on their horse archers for mobility and ranged attacks, while the Roman-led coalition used their infantry to form solid defensive lines, supported by the heavy cavalry charges of the Visigoths. The Roman legions, though not as dominant as in the past, still used their traditional testudo formation effectively, providing a solid defensive wall against Hunnic arrows. These stories and tactics illustrate the complexity of the Battle of Shalons. It was a clash of different cultures, strategies, and individual acts of bravery that shaped the course of the battle. Absolutely Marco. The heroism displayed by individuals like Theodoric and Thorismund, and the tactical maneuvers by leaders like Aetius and Attila, highlight the multifaceted nature of this historic confrontation. The aftermath of the Battle of Shalons was significant, both in terms of casualties and its wider impact on the European landscape. First, let's talk about the human cost. Estimates vary widely, but it's clear that the casualties were enormous. Theodoric's death was among the most notable, but thousands of soldiers from both sides lost their lives on that battlefield. For Attila and his Huns, the battle marked the beginning of the end. While they weren't decisively defeated, their aura of invincibility was shattered. The loss also strained the cohesion of Attila's coalition, as various subjugated tribes began to consider rebellion. On the Roman side, the victory solidified Aetius's reputation as a master tactician and gave a brief moment of glory to the fading Western Roman Empire. It also bolstered the position of the Visigoths and other Germanic allies, who began to assert more independence. The battle had far-reaching consequences. 
it halted Attila's advance into Western Europe, likely saving many Roman and Germanic territories from devastation. However, it didn't solve the underlying problems of the Western Roman Empire, which continued to decline. Post-battle, Attila retreated but wasn't pursued aggressively by Aetius, who perhaps recognized the risks of overextension and the potential instability a complete Hunnic collapse could cause in the region. The psychological impact of the battle can't be overstated. It boosted the morale of the Roman and Germanic forces and populations, while simultaneously undermining the myth of Hunnic invincibility. In terms of legacy, the Battle of Chalons is often cited as one of the last great military victories of the Western Roman Empire, and a turning point that delayed the fall of Rome, albeit temporarily. Indeed Marco. The Battle of Chalons didn't just shape the military and political landscapes of its time, it also left a lasting imprint on the history of Europe, influencing the future course of many nations and peoples. True. The Battle of Chalons didn't just shape the fate of an empire, it influenced the political landscape of Europe for centuries. It's a story of resilience, bravery, and the relentless tide of history. And with that, we wrap up this episode of the History AI Podcast. A huge thank you to our listeners for joining us on this historical journey. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share our podcast. Your support means the world to us. And if you have a topic you're passionate about and want us to cover, drop us a message on social media. Until next time, this is Chuck and Marco signing off. Stay curious. Step into the thrilling world of sports betting with The Starting Line, an introduction to sports betting. Whether you're a beginner or simply curious, this comprehensive guide takes you from the basics to the advanced. Learn to decode odds, develop winning strategies, and bet responsibly. Get your copy now and transform every game into an adventure. The Starting Line is your first step towards mastering the art of sports betting. Available on Amazon.